Warning, this episode contains foul language, occasionally jarring sound effects, and mentions of death, violence, and demonic activity. listening to Keep It Weird, the podcast for all things strange, unusual, paranormal, supernatural, creepy, sticky, gross, scary, and everything in between. Each week, we sit down with a special guest and we talk about something weird. But this week, it's just your two favorite people, your good old Keep It Weird hostesses with the mostesses, doing one of our absolute favorite type of episodes. They're our favorite type of episode because they feature you, our wonderful weirdos, writing in to tell us your spooky tales that haunt our dreams forever and ever. It's a Listener Ghost Stories Day. That's right. And my name is Lauren, and this is my lovely co-host, Ashley. Hi. I was uh, in This Week in Weird Mode, so I was like, Ashley. (laughs) (laughs) It's Ashley. my own name. Um, hi, hello. Hi, hello. It's Listener Ghost Stories Day. I know, I know. Exciting. I'm so excited. Um, and we are sipping on a beer. We are. To it's toast. That kind of day. To season four. Season four. Ding. Clink. Cheers to season four. We everybody. know this is episode three for you guys, but it's episode two for us. And right. the first episode was a lot of fun. We had so much fun with Carl. A blast. Yeah, recording with Carl and catching up with Carl. Uh, but it's nice to just have the two of us. I know. And it's been a minute. Talk about our hiatus. I got engaged. She got engaged, got y'all, engaged. to handsome Sorry. Joe. Not available. Yes. Neither of us. <laughs> Off the market. We ain't single. <laughs> um, yeah, that was so exciting. I apparently was the first to respond to You're her. The only one to respond to me. <laughs> Everyone was taking a nap because it was Christmas Day. And uh, yeah, people were busy with their very families. Very upset. And I happened, I would have been taking a bunch of pictures of Wilder as I do. And so I was already on my phone and I saw the text come in and like, I only saw the thumbnail at first, but it was like, that looks like a ring in that picture. So I immediately started freaking out, bawling my eyes out. I'm so excited. Yeah. Please, please, for the love of God, don't ask me when we're getting married. Yeah. Or where. Don't bother her with that. Or if. Who knows? (laughs) It might never happen. May never happen. It's an eternal engagement. Uh, I got to I go to, to the Denver airport, which yeah. we have talked about on the podcast and scared the shit out of Joe. But sadly, I don't really have any good stories from it. Wah, I wah, was wah. only in there for like a very short amount of time and I didn't see much. They've taken a lot of the murals down. Really? Like the creepy ones. Yeah. Some are still up, but I didn't see them because of the area that I was in. So mm. none of the fun was there. And they were doing construction on one part. So sorry, Denver airport. We didn't get to have a good time together. (laughs) Did you find that restaurant that I told you about with the great cheese? No. (laughs) I didn't even get the great cheese. It was such a small amount of time that I was there. I didn't get to have any experiences. But anyway, it's still one of my favorite episodes. I I just wanted everyone to know that I went (laughs) because we talked about it forever. But yeah, it was it's a terrible story. Nothing happened, guys. What else has happened over hiatus? We uh that's it. Honestly, I I caught nothing. up on 
so much TV. I've watched so much TV. Yes. It's absurd how much TV I've watched. No, but that's good. You <clears> needed <throat> that time because, yeah. guys, as you know, Ashley works her buns off on the I show. Do. She's the host. <laughs> my buns. The host, producer, editor, social media manager, all the things. So you deserved that break. I needed it. It was really good. And now I, I honestly have run out of TV to watch. So I'm grateful. So now you're like, I have something to do. <laughs> I, have something to do now. I definitely felt, even though I don't do even half as much as you do, I just felt it was nice to like know that each week I was going to like have my evenings with my little man and yeah. didn't have to like go through the process of like, okay, I'm going to set up the babysitter and do this. Like I love coming and doing the podcast with you because it's like something for me. So I do like yeah. getting away, but the time with Wilder was still really special, special as well. So I think we both came back rested and recharged and i think so too we have a really wonderful season planned for you we have so many cool episodes coming up in the can we are finally i swear to you i swear to you guys i swear on my heart my life my soul we're doing the sleep episode this oh my god season. literally and been talking about, about it from for day three one. seasons we're gonna do it this it's season coming. i swear to god it's coming it My is gosh. coming. Yeah, we owe the listeners. We really do. We are garbage people. We've got some new uh, hometown haunts coming up this season that I'm really excited about. Yeah. We're actually going out of the country. We are. Which is But no spoilers, super exciting. but no I am spoilers. excited. Yeah. Um, what else do we have coming up this season? Some disasters. Yes, we've got a, a disaster episode coming up actually next, which is exciting. Probably more. We already did sports. Oh, we are. We're doing another conspiracy theory episode. We are. Yeah, that's uh, that's for you guys. Yeah, we know that's your favorite. Um, (laughs) Joe and I are doing another DJ Jazzy Joe the Science Bro. Perfect. I think that's a good one. Uh, We're doing another Unsolved Mysteries. Uh, I love Unsolved Mysteries so much. Even though all I want to do is talk about the Diet Love Pass for eight more episodes. (laughs) Listen, we have new stuff coming too, but I'm very tired and I left my notes somewhere. So I can't tell you what else we have coming up. <laughs> can't tell you anything else. No, we do have lots of stuff coming. But honestly, we just gave them a lot of teasers. True, so everybody true, true. get excited. Yeah, get pumped. Um, thank you guys for your episode suggestions, by the way. Oh, I wrote true. all of them down. I don't know if you saw my Instagram story. I did that weird. Well, I did a boomerang. I wrote all of your suggestions down. Didn't somebody just want us to watch like endless amounts of television? Your bandmate. <laughs> oh, yeah. Was it Mike? Yeah. <laughs> Mike Hurst. I love you. That's so um, funny. Yes. We always take suggestions. If you have a suggestion, if there's something you want to hear us talk about, we might not do it, but we'll take it and we'll write it down. We Maybe we'll do it someday. It. Yeah, for sure. We do. And thank you everyone for sending in your ghost stories again. Obviously, um, we're, we're always appreciative. We had so many. We're actually doing quite a few today. So mm-hmm. we'll get into that really quickly. Um, but we even, you know, we couldn't get to everyone. So, but yeah. thank you anyway for we sending them in. We read all of them. We save all of them. We love all of them. Um, never stop sending us your tales. Thank you, guys. Uh, one other thing I wanted to get to. This is kind of just like a weird phenomenon that's been happening a lot lately. A lot of listeners have asked us to come to their city with our show. And we can't tell you how much we would love to take Keep It Weird on the road. But unfortunately, we're still a very indie podcast. We're underground, baby. Mm-hmm. Um but if you want us to, in your cities to do a show and meet you, what you can do is tell everyone you know and meet 
about the podcast. Yes. <laughs> if you spread the word, that gets yeah. us out there in the world and maybe we could make it happen Exactly. Tell strangers on the street, hire a skywriter, mention keep it weird in your <laughs> wedding vows, like whatever you think is appropriate um, to get the word out there. Do that. Obviously, leave us a five-star review on iTunes and follow us on social media. If I mean, You wouldn't believe how many opportunities open up to indie artists simply based off of numbers of reviews and followers. And it's total baloney, but it's also just life in 2020, so we do what we have to do. Yeah, um, I don't love social media and no. how much it rules our world, but the, it's the world we're living in. So yeah. help pass us around. And yeah, the more visibility we get, the easier it could be for us yeah. to come to you because it truly would be our dream to travel around oh and meet all of you. Like. Yeah. You true. You don't so understand many, how much honestly, we want to. Truly, we would plan our tour if we had a tour around the places that are the people that write in the most. Are. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. Because we want to meet some people. people that I like. I know by name. Yeah. I'm like, there's our listener. It's blah, 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 insert name here. Right. I don't want to say yeah, any names exactly. Live, I but I talk about them with Joe all the time. Yeah, they're like, like our besties by now. Name. <laughs> I, I love you guys. Thanks, guys. So, are you ready for some? Oh my gosh, stories? I'm so ready. <laughs> I can't wait. Yeah, it's truly my favorite. Um, so excited. Oh, also, we should mention Carl from last week. I did post this on Instagram, but I do want to mention um, who was on our sports episode. I know. Can you believe that we did a sports episode? <laughs> I hope that you liked it. It was not very sportsy. Nope. Carl Tart from our sports episode was just cast as a lead in an NBC comedy. It's amazing. It's it is such a, great news. It's such great news. We're very excited. It's the same people that did Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Um, and the show is going to be about a group of black friends, black men, and their relationships and their friendship. And uh, it sounds very funny. If anyone is in LA, you know what it means to be cast in a pilot. If you have no idea what that means, essentially you're cast in the pilot of a show you film the pilot, pilot goes well, people like it, you get a TV show. Yep. So, so it, fingers crossed for Carl. Yeah, it could be a really Very big excited. deal if it gets picked up. But even if not, the fact that he was cast as the lead. In the this, fact that like, he was cast as the lead and it's and like it's announced on there. deadline. Yeah. It's like, not just like, big. I filmed the pilot, no one's right. heard of it. Nobody's heard of it, got yeah. swept under the rug. Like this is big news. And if it doesn't get picked up, it's still opening the door for so many yeah. more opportunities for him. So he is moving on up <sighs> and we're so proud. Love him. Love him. Okay. Spooky story time. Let's do it. My first story today is a wild one. This story is from Reddit user Moat of Labros. Labros. Okay. It sounds fancy. I'm so sorry if I didn't pronounce that correctly. <laughs> it sounds like a proper character name and I'm very dumb. We're doing our <laughs> best. This story is about some absolutely batshit experiences that he had in a house that he spent about 10 years in when he was a youngster. And uh, just FYI, before we get to the goods, I did want to say Motive Labros makes these really amazing 3D printed and painted figurines. Ooh. They are original characters with cool storylines behind them. Like some of them are creatures from the planet Labros, or there's a series called The Badlets about a gang of weird beings who reside in New Mexico. Oh my gosh. And uh, I believe the first set is already painted, like meticulously painted, but you can also buy an unpainted set and paint it yourself, which wow. is pretty cool. I'm not 100% sure on that, but go to planetlabros.limitedrun.com and you can see their work and contact the artist there if you're interested. I'm definitely going to send that out. I'll put it on our Facebook. I'll tag them um, on Instagram. They also have a YouTube channel, so you can check that out because I think they're pretty 
cool. Sounds awesome. So Motive Labrose says, I've always been a night owl, even as a kid. My dad had a rule that school nights lights out at 10 p.m., but Fridays, Saturdays, vacation days, etc., I could stay up as late as I wanted, usually staying up till 3 a.m., sometimes 5 a.m. Word, 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 word. I was a terror when I was, like, younger. I would stay up till the sun came up eating Doritos. In 1989, when I was 12 years old, my dad bought a house. My first night there, I was in my room playing Nintendo around 2-ish in the morning when I heard noises from the other room. I heard a bass of muffled music, people chatting, and pool balls clacking. It was a Saturday night, so I figured my dad had friends over. And then I realized, wait, we don't have a pool table. Oh. I step out into the hallway, and of course, all the lights were out. I can hear my dad snoring from his room, but the party noises were still coming from the living room. As I followed the noises, they got clearer and clearer until I was in the thick of it in the middle of an empty, dark living room. It was bizarre. If you closed your eyes, you could swear you were at some sort of gathering. It creeped the hell out of me at first, but soon I found it fascinating. It happened nightly. Every night. So over the years, I would stay up and I would log the details of the phenomenon. The noises started exactly at 1.48 a.m. to 4.50 a.m. late June to late December. And uh, the rest of the time, it was 2.03 a.m. to 5.01 a.m. And it would repeat nightly. I could pick out specific conversations. Like one woman was talking about how she couldn't smoke while she was pregnant, but it was so hard. Another guy was telling a story about a motorcycle accident he had. The music, from what I could gather, was from between 1974 and 1983, as two of the songs I could distinctly remember were Stone Cold Crazy by Queen and Any Way You Want It by Journey. What a great time for music. Right? (laughs) Just trash. (laughs) There were other songs, but I don't remember what they are since I don't have my old logbook anymore. I asked my dad about this. He swears that he never experienced it. Granted, he slept from 10.30 p.m. to 6.30 a.m., but one would assume that he would get up in the middle of the night to use the bathroom or a late-night snack and come across this. Though, when I had friends over for the night, they would experience this phenomenon. I wouldn't tell them about it beforehand because I wanted to know if they'd experience it and make sure I wasn't losing my mind. I even had a few friends stay on weekends to help me log the activity and even identify some of the songs. I ended up moving out of my dad's place when I was 22 years old, and he ended up selling the house a few years later. And two years ago, I moved out of state. I kind of missed the place. If I ever won the lottery or something, I'd totally buy it back and see if this creepy thing still happens every night. Maybe I'd even get some paranormal investigators on the case. Yes. That's what I would want. Can you imagine? Research. No, you have a full like party or club goers coming And it's not house. like... <clears throat> it's not so muffled that you're like, is that a party? Is that not a party? Is that a yeah. party? It's like you're you like, can pick I'm out the, middle the songs. Of it. Yes. And you can pick out conversations people are having. Right. That's wild. So I wonder if like it's a, I mean, it sounds very much like a, a timeline situation where mm-hmm. like he's crossing paths with a party that was going on or possibly if like a club had been nearby or something. Yeah. I wonder if those could have been like club goers, bar goers. Yeah, because it, it seems was, like, like it's not the exact party. same party every night. Right. So that's why it sounded more like a club to me, or it could have just been like one of those party houses where some rich guy was like hosting a party every single night of the year. But yeah, because the thing is, is 
<clears throat> obviously Fridays and Saturdays were the days that he got to do the most, you know, investigating yeah, and listening to this stuff because, mm-hmm. you know, other nights he was asleep in bed because uh-huh. he was a child who had to go to school. Right. Um. So that could very well be it. It's just a guy who threw a lot of parties but in my the 70s gosh. and 80s. But man, that's weird. To like hear an actual party going on, like you said, not just muffled noise. Yeah. That would, But in an empty room, I just, I can't even wrap my brain around that. What that would be like to experience wild. that. That is wild and woolly. <laughs> thank you, Moat of Labrosa. That was a really great story. And thank you for letting us tell that on our show. Thank you very much. All right. Our next story comes from a listener who emailed us named Kim. Hi, Kim. Hi, Kim. Um, and she writes, well, I always, you know, I like to always read the intros when they say nice things yeah. <laughs> said, first off, I want to say how much I love your podcast. Listening to you guys has really helped me through a lot and any and all things weird and spooky have always fascinated me and have always helped me get out of my brain. It's like I have two best friends that don't even know how much they're there for me every Aww. day. Thank you guys so much for what you do and can't wait for the new season. Well, it's here. It's Welcome here. to season Welcome four. Welcome to season four. Isn't and you can message us though? anytime. That's also, yeah, that's a message for listeners. Like we get listeners all the time being like, sorry that I keep bugging. You're never bugging us. Truly never. If we you are it. bugging us, I will straight up tell you, you're fucking bugging me. <laughs> exactly. We love when you write in. So please talk to us. Go on. We're here. Okay, so Kim writes, I have about an hour drive to work every day. To avoid the highway, I take the back roads. I get off work at 10 p.m., so in driving home, it's pretty late and there are hardly any other people driving, especially the closer I get to my house. One night, I was driving the same route that I had a million times and noticed in my rearview mirror that there was a car driving very erratically. It had been raining earlier that day, so the road was a little slick. I could tell that they were driving so fast that they were quickly catching up to me. It was freaking me out because the back road that we were on was super curvy. All I was thinking was, please don't hit me. Please don't hit me. There was nowhere for me to turn or even pull off. As soon as I was thinking that, they got right up behind me. I remember the headlights being so bright that it was hard for me to even see. Then I went around a curve. When the car behind me tried to go around it, they lost control, flipped, and landed in a ditch. I saw it all in the rearview mirror. It was all so quick, but when the car flipped, I realized that the car was an old car from the 70s or 80s. I turned around in the first place that I could to see if I could get them help or at least call 911, but when I got back to the ditch, there was no car. It's not like it took me hours to get back to the spot. It was probably seconds for me to turn around. The car had flipped, so I don't think that they flipped the car back up and somehow drove away without me being able to see. The next day when driving to work, during the daylight, I drove really slowly around that exact curve to see if I saw anything, but there was nothing. No tire tracks, no pieces of the car. There was nothing. Like, it didn't even happen. I even looked up accident reports and found nothing. Did I see a ghost car, or was it a residual accident that I was just in the right time and place for? Or maybe some kind of weird time lapse where I was seeing the past. I have no clue, but it was so bizarre, I can't explain it, and I have never seen anything since. Oh, my word. Yeah, I've never heard of a ghost car before. (laughs) That's scary on several levels. Yes. One, that's scary to watch a car accident happen yes, just in general it can be a little traumatizing and then to turn around and be like oh it was a ghoul car it was a ghoul car <laughs> i made a mist <laughs> it was just the mist i have never heard of a ghost car before so that's why i liked this story and wanted yeah. to read it because i was like you we hear about people and hearing mm-hmm. voices all the time but to see a car clear as day i mean it was night but you know what i mean see like a clearly a car flipped over even remembering like the type of car it was and what yeah. it looked like and then 
It was gone. And then it was gone. Boy, it was oh bizarre. boy. I know. That is bizarre. Yeah, I haven't, I've never heard of like seeing a ghost car. I don't think I've heard of seeing a ghost car. I have heard of, I don't know if you remember, I, I'm sure you had a street like this in your town, but in the middle of nowhere where there were like ghost lights, like ghost yes. car lights, mm-hmm. where you would like go to this like really out of the way place and you know you were supposed to turn your car off and like flash your lights twice and turn the car off and sit in silence and roll the windows down Mm -hmm. and eventually you would see a car coming towards you and then it would like disappear right and there was always science behind it because i've seen it yeah so it's like this is fucking crazy always on those back roads and um part of me is like maybe it is maybe it's just like you're seeing a piece of the past happen over and over and over again totally or it's a trick of some kind. Right. It's It could either be some where, kind like, of optical illusion yeah. or maybe we are just seeing like people of the past driving mm-hmm. that same road over and but over. But this, to be able to like see it and see something happen to that vehicle, right. like see it spin out of control and yes. flip. Like she was so positive that she saw this car and like, yeah, she just, she has so many... You know, like her story is so descriptive. She yeah. saw so many details of what was happening. Like, oh, this guy, he could be drunk. He's spinning all over the place. He's getting up on my tail. Yeah, and you're also like scared. You're like, car. am I going to get in a car accident? Right. Like, what is this guy fucking doing? Like the anxiety of all of it, thinking she was going to get hit, then witnessing a like traumatic car accident where a car flips, but then to go back and have nothing be there. Like every part of this story just makes me feel for Kim. I'm like, so sorry, you went Kim. through everything in this moment. Like so much anxiety. So yeah, that's creepy. Af. Well, yeah, thank Didn't you, Kim. It, that was uh, insane. Actually, I wanted to talk to you because I don't know if you saw these messages going back and forth. Um, so after we um, recorded, you didn't get to sit in on the finale with us, which no, is a total it was bummer. Awful. Did you get a chance to listen to it? Yeah. Okay. Do you remember the cat? Yes. And we were like, is it a cat? Is it a baby? Is it a door? Like, what's what's happening? So we had a listener write in. Her name's Chelsea. Hi, Chelsea. Hey, Chelsea. And she sent me a TripAdvisor review for the Queen Mary. And in the description of this TripAdvisor review, um, they get in, like, the middle of the description. They're like, we even got to go into, like, the bow of the ship, into the basement of the ship, and uh, um, where there's a ghost cat. What? Yeah. There's a freaking ghost cat. So several, a couple more listeners sent us different reviews than this one about the ghost cat. So we were hearing. So a cat. it's a fucking cat. I had no, oh I'd gosh. never heard that. They didn't no. mention that on the, um, it wasn't on the tour, on the tour at all. And it was one of those things where like, when I heard it, I was like, that's 100% a cat. It does sound like, but a then cat. I was like, it's not a cat because there were no cats down there. And like, why would there be a cat down there? Queen Mary has a ghost it's cat. It's a ghost cat. Oh my gosh. And we got it on we caught audio, the audio, which is I'm fucking even, insane. Yeah, I did not even see those messages. I had no that idea. makes me so happy because I was like, why are we hearing a cat? Because I purposefully like didn't research a lot of the haunted right. stuff because I knew we were going to go on the haunted tour and yes. I kind of wanted to learn about it like totally. while I was on the tour. So that's so crazy. That, that yeah. is wild. Yeah. That makes me happy. It actually makes me want to go back and like, read more of the TripAdvisor, um, you know, reviews yeah, and stuff. Yeah, to hear what people ran into and how it yeah, coincides. Yeah, because we had a couple things that we caught on audio that was like, yeah. that's kind of weird, like right. the whistling in the bathroom. Mm-hmm. But that was also like, this is famous for being like one of the most haunted bathrooms. Sure, so sure, sure. Maybe that's uh, just, you know, why we heard A ghosty whistling. whistling. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so this next story is too much. 
Oh boy, I'm not ready. <clears throat> it's a real short boy, but it's still effective. The storyteller wishes to remain anonymous. The story itself is a nightmare. Oh no. And you are not going to be surprised at all when you hear that this took place in Australia, oh, the nightmare gosh. capital of the world. Why do they bring us the horrors? <laughs> why, why do you take us here? Anonymous says, when I was eight, we were on a long holiday, staying with some family in a town called Surat in the country, Queensland, Australia. I was staying in their son's room, who had moved to Brisbane for university. Every night, I had the same recurring nightmare of an alien tentacle trying to grab me. After a week, I was terrified of going to sleep, but my parents kept telling me that it was okay and that I was just scared because we were staying somewhere new, but that it was going to be okay. Well, I couldn't get to sleep. <laughs> I kept watching the clock. I kept waiting for the sun to come up. I was terrified of this alien that was visiting me at night. So, this particular night, it was just after 2 a.m., I'm awake when a large tentacle landed on the bed. I screamed in terror as I felt the tentacle wriggling. I jumped up out of bed and kept screaming. My parents, aunt, uncle, and sister run into the room to find me huddled in the corner, screaming my head off. Turns out, it was an adult carpet python. What? Over two meters long, six and a half feet for you Americans. Each night, it worked its way under a ceiling tile and onto the bed. So, the tentacle was, was a, a python? An enormous python. Visiting him night after yeah. night? That is truly uh, the said, worst thing I have ever I told you it was a nightmare. Heard. I can't. Oh my he gosh. Said, I'm covered in goosebumps. I, I still have in and I still have an Indiana Jones fear of snakes. Why did it have to be snakes? Why did it have to be snakes? <laughs> oh my gosh. We, um, we feel you on that one. Seriously. Fun fact, Holy actually. Buckets. The reason that this was happening, I assume, is because snakes will curl up with you if you allow them to, or if you're asleep and right. you don't have a say. Uh, because they're cold-blooded, when they find a nice heat source to cozy up to, like the human body, they do so. Uh, like Mercutio, yeah, Mercutio did this to me once, and it was real creepy, and I yeah. loved him. Yeah, so. you're obsessed with Merc, but if you're not prepared for it, it's going to scare me the Me and Amy talked about it on a, uh, I told a story on one of our bonus episodes, and I was like, it's like snake rape. <laughs> I had no, cons no consent. I didn't consent here. I did here. not I consent did not to my cuddles. Come up here. <laughs> um, but yeah, he would uh, curl up with me. If he escaped from his tank, I would. he would curl up with me, or... Uh, he'd curl up with my electronics, like my DVD player, PlayStation, and such, because it was oh warm gosh. back there. Got to find your snack. little heat source. Yeah. Oh so thank you, Anonymous, for the fucking nightmare. Worst I'll never thing sleep I've again. Ever heard. I don't think I'm going to sleep well tonight because I am just going to think about a python coming up and tapping on my shoulder for snuggles. <laughs> I'm not. I just think it's funny that he was good. dreaming about like an alien tentacle, right. and like, like it was so realistic that he was like, "I'm too scared to sleep," and he was eight. They say at the time. Oh, it's too young and yeah, innocent. Eight years old. Woo. Oh, you just think you're having alien dreams when in reality a snake a is six maybe and trying a half to murder foot you. <laughs> python is sleeping with you at night. Wow. So. Oh my gosh. Sleep I, tight, guys. I know. Nighty night. That is that's awful. I hated that. <laughs> <It's a nightmare. laughs> 
Okay, this comes from listener Haley. And just warning, this is a long Hi, one. Haley. Um, but Haley is wonderful because, to be honest, it's going to be long, but I actually cut it down. She gave me permission to. She was like, you can cut out all of my details and shorten it as much as you need to because it was nine pages <laughs> Oh my gosh, Haley. Haley, but you're such she's such a good storyteller and I was like honestly hanging on her every word, but there were like in order for this episode we can cut it down to right. just the important parts, but it's still a little bit of a doozy. But she wrote in actually a long time ago and I've been saying I was going to read it forever, so I'm happy to finally be bringing it to life. So Haley says, from a very small town in the upper Midwest, my childhood home was literally Woo-hoo. in the middle of nowhere. We're getting a lot of middle of nowhere stories. I like it. Our closest neighbor was about a mile away. It's like, I feel you on that. The home I grew up in until I was 14 was just a rental. And then my parents bought some land and moved into a huge old Victorian farmhouse. The house hadn't been occupied in several years, probably decades. And the last person who owned it actually wanted it off the property so his cows could roam free on the land. Who does this? Who does this? <laughs> I, who was she, like, I'm going to buy this, this old- abandoned Victorian farmhouse seems fine it's just alone on a hill no one wants to live there but me I know (laughs) I it's already starting well um I still don't know when the house was built but the original basement had a sign that said 1909 was the year that the furnace was installed so sometime before that um after we decided to move into the house there were some repairs that needed to be done before we could move in it was months before we were able to put anything in it and the first night we actually got to stay there was when i finally realized we were not the only ones living in it night one after hanging up some things and trying to get settled i finally go to bed by the time i went to bed everyone else in the house was fast asleep and i was starting to drift off when i was woken up by a whisper saying mom mom like when you're little and you wake up in the middle of the night to find you've wet the bed or thrown up all over yourself you go get your mom and whisper in her ear exactly that's what i heard and i opened my eyes to see nothing i cracked open my bedroom drawer a tiny bit to let the hall light seep in and just in case somebody woke up and needed to use the bathroom without turning any lights on my closet door was also open about three inches but there was no one who could have whispered in there or in the hallway confused i fell back asleep thinking it was probably my brother who woke up and he was seven at the time so maybe it being in the new house he was a little disoriented so i didn't say anything to anyone at first but the more and more i thought about it the more i realized there's no possible way i could have heard my brother from where my parents room or his room was located i couldn't stop thinking about the strange whisper and who it could have been and also i'd like to tell you that i occupied the master bedroom in this house where the parents of the previous family most likely slept So finally, I decide to tell my mom, and to my surprise, she doesn't dismiss me or tell me I was just hearing things and that the house was settling. But she paused for a second, most likely trying to decide if I was mature enough to handle what she was about to tell me, and said, I've heard it too. Oh, no. So after I told my mom about the whisper, I didn't hear it again. However, she was able to tell me a couple stories. Before we could move into the house, my parents spent every extra minute of their days working on the repairs. The house was moved in the fall, and we moved in in the spring. That whole winter, my mom worked on it before and after work well into the night and one night when she was leaving the house she knows she left the upstairs hall light on she could see the light coming from the door at the end of the hallway but something was blocking the window slightly oh. when she looked closer she noticed it was the silhouette of a child watching her drive away from the big window on the door she'd been working by herself all day at the house no one had come or gone and you best believe she did not go back in to turn off the light 
My parents went in another. This is now another story. My parents went into town for dinner one night and saw the man who had hooked up all of the electricity in our house. We were all moved in, had been living there for a few months at this time. After a few drinks, he got up the courage to talk to my parents. They'd been visiting with other friends and he had overheard my mom saying how she saw the silhouette. So he revealed that he too had seen the silhouette of a small child in the upstairs bedroom. He swore that he was the only one there at the time. The house was all locked up and even if you were in the basement, you couldn't get into the house. He didn't need any access to the house. He was just outside by the yard light making sure everything was hooked up right and working. He was switching things on and off, making sure lights were operating where they should be. And my parents were not shocked at all when he said that he saw a silhouette in the upper right bedroom window. My bedroom window. Oh, my God. Now, you may be wondering why my parents didn't tell me about this before they moved in. They let me pick my bedroom for cripes sake. I like that she said cripes. I was going to say, they let her pick that. Because when you said, like, I got the master bedroom, I was like, they how gave the fuck the did option. you get that deal? Yeah. They she, gave her the option. Wink, wink. They was, knew. They knew. They're they like, knew oh, you can definitely take this. And they took a room that was up in the attic. That was one of the details that I cut out when I was shortening the story. But the parents are sleeping up in the attic and she's in the master um, maybe my parents thought it was just a one-time thing. Maybe the silhouettes were mind tricks because it was late at night. People were tired. Maybe it was frost accumulations. It could have been a lot of things. So there's lots of reasons not to tell the rest of us and freak us out. But more activity was to come. Slight history lesson really quick. They started to look into the house and found out that um, in the early 1900s, a family had lived nearby and a child named Elliot had suddenly died on this family farmland. There's no indication of how or why, because records back then were just not kept the same way that they are now. And everybody used to die from things all the time, like not like, you know, everyone was dying young and it wasn't that big of a deal. So the records just were not the same. So they found out that there was a family cemetery close to the property as well. And upon visiting the gravesite, they realized that the death dates on the records and on the gravesite were different by two years. So we don't know if Elliot was four or six when he died, but either way, he was just a little kid. This explains the whisper and the silhouette. So um, Haley's mom thinks that starts to just think maybe we should just be nice to this little guy. I'm going to go about my daily business and even try talking to him so that he won't feel so bad about being stuck here, which is very sweet. So they experienced both friendly and non-friendly moments from Elliot that continued on. One weekend, um, I'm back to speaking from Haley's point of view now. One weekend, my friend Sam stayed at the house on my bedroom floor after a long day of skiing. I slept in my bed like normal and had no issues. But Sam, however, woke up freezing cold. I looked down on the floor where she was sleeping and she was all wrapped up still in her winter jacket and snow pants with the sleeping bag pulled up to her ears. I was confused. She must have seen the look on my face because she looked back and said, um, it's freezing in here. She also lived in an old drafty house, so she should be used to chillier nights. So I truly think she could just not warm up no matter what. I did not feel too hot or too cold at all. At the time, I didn't know much about ghosts, but now looking back, I think that the ghost was probably not happy about someone sleeping on the floor of my room, and he was choosing to affect her with the chills and no one else. Sam did not stay at my house again after that. Especially if <clears throat> if it's an intelligent haunting. Mm-hmm. If he's confused. Yeah. Like, wait, why, why is something in what my way? This? Yeah, or what is this thing? <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's like, well, I'm going to make your evening not that great. (laughs) She was freezing cold. She never came back. Um, Shortly after I moved out of the house, I came back to visit so my brother, dad, and I could go to the newest Lord of the Rings movie. I had brought my cat with me, and so my mom was To the movies? No, back home. (laughs) That was misleading. (laughs) She brought her cat for the visit home. My cat Um, loves 
Lord of the Rings. I always bring my cat to the theater. <laughs> so the cat was in the house. Um, my mom was at work, and my sister had no interest in seeing the movie, so she was home alone um, with the cat. Amen, sister. Right? Three hours long. My cat, um, my cat was upstairs when we left to go into town. My sister was watching TV in the living room. And our dining room is a piano, and it used to be able to play itself back in the day, but it has not worked for many years. Um, it... My brother took lessons, so my parents got it super cheap since it didn't work. It was never plugged in, never cranked up. It did not play itself, in all caps, she says. My sister is a couple years younger than me. She was visiting from college, and I don't think her age is important to the story, but she was definitely old enough to drive. She was sitting on the couch in a t-shirt and jeans and was listening and was sitting watching TV when she suddenly heard the piano play. Not just one note, but a full chord, 10 notes from two full hands at the same time. She muted the TV to listen, but then there was nothing. A few minutes later, it came on again. She thought maybe the cat had gotten into the dining room. So she went in, but no cat. She opened the door to the stairs and there was my cat sitting there looking at her. The cat came into the dining room, walked around a bit, nothing fishy. So she goes back to her TV show. She hears the piano playing again. So she opens the door of the dining room to find my cat scared shitless. Yeah, the cat was like, did you fucking hear that? (laughs) The fur standing up. She runs like hell into the kitchen to hide under the table. My sister put on her shoes, drove into town immediately, and sat outside the theater for us to be done at the movie. And she still, to this day, will still not stay home alone, even though we're both in our 30s. And then this is finally the wrap-up of the story. I just wanted to tell, like, each of the family's point of view. Yeah. So her brother... Um, When my brother was a senior in high school, my parents uh, housed a foreign exchange student. My dad had set up the basement with a big screen TV and surround sound, so my brother and the foreign exchange student were down there a lot playing video games. The basement was directly under the front door in the living room, and it was the door we would come in and out of the house. It was a big, heavy door that creaks and whines when you open it. It's from the basement. You could hear the door open and footsteps go all the way from the porch. Um, to the stairs and going up, up, up. So you could easily hear everything when someone was coming home and getting in. The boys were watching a movie and heard my parents come home, open the door, and go upstairs. Perfectly normal. They didn't even give it another thought. They finished the first movie and started on to a second one. Halfway through the second movie, they hear my parents come home again. They look at each other and realize at the same time, this is the second time we're hearing them enter the house, right? So the boys go upstairs to ask what's going on. Like, why did you leave and come back? Like, there was snow blocking the back door what are you guys doing my parents looked at them completely confused did not understand what's going on and said we did not come home a couple of hours ago we just got here Mm. no one has been upstairs nobody else was there so what had they heard a ghost (laughs) (laughs) um she put it in those letters so i had to read it that way a ghost So, in the years I lived in my parents' home, I don't ever remember feeling scared or threatened by Elliot. He's always been a presence that we just know is there, may or may not make himself known at any given time. I would love to have someone come try and do an EVP or have a medium visit, but my parents do like their privacy, so I'll respect that. Be nice to know if this entity is in fact Elliot, who we read about, or maybe it's somebody else who expired in the house or is stuck there for another reason. I would love to help Elliot move on and find his mom, but for now, we just accept the fact that he's there and try to have a good attitude about it. Some people think we're crazy for living in a haunted house, as we both said at the beginning. But to us, we're one big happy family with some of us being dead. No big deal. Wow. I know. It's a wild tale. Those are all amazing. You know, here's the thing. I loved how different every story was. That's why I thought it was such a good one to read. Like, everyone had such a different experience with this, Mm -hmm. whatever And they were very specific, too. It wasn't just like, I heard... 
Uh, like knock. a little like yeah i heard a nothing wrong with sound. knocking it's like no i heard footsteps someone went upstairs yeah. opened and shut a door someone, someone said played mom the piano. twice yeah someone played the piano exactly um Haley, you know you say you want someone to come in and do avps just fyi you can do an evp session yourself exactly all you need you don't even need like a great microphone like i've done evp stuff on my cell phone mm-hmm. obviously the better the mic the better you know quality quality the sound yeah because we've done voice memo on mm -hmm. our phones yeah we did that the first investigation we did wasn't we walked around with the phone and we actually got an evp on the phone a couple of things Mm -hmm. yeah yeah so you can do that all you do is just go into maybe your room if that's where you want to do it you turn the recorder on and you just sit and every once in a while you can ask a question you could try and talk to the boy um and just leave gaps in yeah. your speech so that there's a chance listen. to listen to sound absolutely that might come through and you never know like i've listened to so much of our audio and most of it 98% of it is nothing and it's so boring mm-hmm. and then there's that 2% where i'm like that's a cat yep that's that a ghost doesn't cat exist. yes I think That's insane. it would totally be worth it to give mm-hmm. it a try. I think you should go listen with your phone. Or if you do want something a little fancier on Amazon, they have little voice recorders oh, yeah. that catch audio a little better. And you could get it for an affordable price. And we have I a really nice one. I think it was like 20 bucks. And it's great. Yeah. It's really good. <clears throat> so I absolutely think you should do some more investigating. Absolutely. And obviously contact us immediately. Because <laughs> we need to hear more. Your storytelling was amazing. Yes, thank you so much. A journey. If you find any audio, absolutely, like send us a clip. We'll play it on an episode. Like Hell we would yeah. love to hear it, and we would love to share it with people too. I guarantee our listeners will now want follow up as well. Hell like, yeah, we're all in this together now. We're all after in that, it. Haley, <laughs> we're with you. I have a little intermission actually before I tell my next story. I actually wanted to talk about an artist that I discovered. I hooked up with on. I didn't hook up. Oh my god, like, we didn't like, listen. Like we talked for like a second. <laughs> no, um, I discovered on Instagram. I thought you would really enjoy, and they go by the name Poltergeist, and he has several tracks on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Music, Google Play, etc. So the only way I can describe Poltergeist is like, what if Eminem? Rapped about horror movies. Ooh, I'm on board. Right? Sounds great. Uh, in fact, he describes his style as horrorcore rap. Horrorcore oh, wow. rap. Horror That's a hard one. Core. I had never seen anything like this before. It's cool. It's filled with humor, and the videos that he cuts together for his songs on YouTube are actually kind of a blast to watch. So I'm going to play a bit of this one. It's called Michael. Okay. I already love the Halloween. Ooh, feels like Halloween. Michael Myers, like the Halloween. You can cycle tires, bite the pliers, bitches like pulling teeth through my desires. And I'm just trying to find the right suppliers. Find a minor and pull her fucking spinal tighter till her life expires. It's a slow burn, like I'm like tribal fires. You can feel suspension so tight that you're trying to fight the wires. I got you caught in the web. Yes, so he's singing from Michael's perspective. Yes. He's like, I'm gonna. I mean, he's describing how he's gonna murder. Him. 
In the background, that was awesome. Ambassador of the Slashers. I like that so lyric. Good. Anyways, so he is Poltergeist. He does sound like Eminem, right? but I'm actually like even more into his voice. Like I, I like it. I like it. He's a, a lot. good rapper. Um, and like it's I said, clever. like it's clever. It's yeah. funny. He also has a track about Mars attacks, and that Ooh. song is called Ack. Oh, which is hilarious. Ack. <laughs> That's so good. Um, but you can follow him on Instagram at Poltergeist underscore od we'll make sure to give him a shout out on our insta so you can follow follow that link to his page and the link in his bio sends you to all the places you can listen to his stuff like i said he kind of splices together some videos on youtube of like clips from the movies Uh uh-huh so it's pretty cool and uh it's a lot of fun his insta is also full of horror so he's definitely our people if you know what i'm saying weirdo (laughs) and we love you so that's at poltergeist underscore O-D. That is awesome. You should check him out. He's fun. So um, my next story, I always like to add in a sweet story to our very yes. creepy repertoire. Um, obviously, when dealing with the paranormal or supernatural, it can be very scary. Most of the time, it's a surprise, which is scary in itself. Please don't ever surprise me. I have a very weak heart. Not like medically, I'm fine. But you emotionally, I'm not. I can't handle surprises. I also need to plan events. Uh-huh. A month in advance. Thank you. Yeah, I'm not good with surprises either. And anytime <clears throat> no. I have been surprised, my body actually falls to the ground and I'm usually like violently shaking for a happen. long time. Yeah, you have seen I, it Yeah, I um, since like childhood, I remember being in high school and having friends being like, call me and be like, hey, do you want to go do this? And I'm like, oh yeah, when? They're like, now. And I'm like, are you crazy? No, I can't. Now? I needed a now, whole day to prepare I'm for I'm fully this. dressed. I'm yeah. fully prepared to do things. But I'm not leaving. But right I'm now. not emotionally prepared for exactly. this. And I'm still that way today. I have friends that call and they're like, you want to get food? And I'm like, next week? I'm never going to be a spur of the moment person. <laughs> like, I need planning. I don't planning. have a spontaneous no. bone in my body. <laughs> Anyways. So uh, don't surprise me, please. Um, but every once in a while, the universe gives us a little nod. And it really changes the way that you see the world. And it makes for a very sweet story so this next story is from reddit user friendship wins and their lovely girlfriend so friendship wins says this summer i bought my girlfriend a last minute birthday trip to go kayaking around the san juan islands off the washington state coast after a long drive and a ferry trip we found the tour group of about 20 people and then we were shuffled into a shuttle van for a ride to the beach Now, my girlfriend has a unique name similar to the name of a famous painter. Let's say it's Rebecca Warhol, just for fun. It's not. She's a little ray of sunshine, and she started chatting with the middle-aged woman sitting next to her on the shuttle as we waited to leave. The woman noted that she had always loved the name Rebecca, as it was her mother's name. They made pleasant small talk in the van until the tour guide passed around the sign-in sheet for all of us to fill out. And that's when things got strange. My girlfriend wrote her full name on the sheet and passed it on to the woman who immediately shouted, oh my God, and started crying. After a few minutes of total confusion, she told us Rebecca Warhol was my mother's full name and these islands were her favorite place in the world. She passed away this summer from cancer and we've traveled hundreds of miles to spread her ashes here. Oh oh my gosh. (laughs) 
We were stunned. I literally picked a random date, time, and tour company, and then we were split into the same group as this woman, and my girlfriend was sitting right next to her on the shuttle. Yeah, they were side by side. What the hell? She continued saying, My daughter told us that Nana Rebecca would be with us on this trip, and I didn't believe it until now. Heart. That is beautiful. Uh, it was the most unbelievable coincidence we had ever experienced and has totally convinced me that there's more to this world than we think. As my brother later said, the universe winked at us that day. That's so sweet. That is so sweet. That's that so is sweet. such like a gift from the universe. Yeah. Like, that was a completely beautifully orchestrated moment. The universe is like, I am pushing these two people together right now. Yeah. Uh, and Nana who was that Rebecca. for? That could have been for anyone. That could have been for Nana Rebecca. That could have been for the woman who lost her mother. Right. That could have even been for Friendship Wins and his girlfriend. Yeah. Like, it's, to experience that. Right. Like, it's just really, really wonderful. Just fills my heart with joy. I love that. You know this, and I can't really talk about, like, specifics right now, but... um we just had me and my family just had an experience like that where like the universe sort of like gave us a wink mm-hmm. yeah, with something yeah. and it's just it's a very special yeah, feeling for sure because you don't feel like someone like did it for you but you feel like what is time mm-hmm. what is time what is space yeah what is happening how does this all work this when doesn't make sense like that happen it's like they like this is too this isn't bizarre random. this can't yeah like this is too insane to just be a random choice like this was orchestrated this was put together um it really makes you feel like you're not alone which is something i think as a species we really yearn for yes so thank you reddit user friendship wins for giving us permission to share your beautiful story i loved it so much so heartwarming we needed that (laughs) gotta have a feel-good tale anyways back to the shit (laughs) back to to the shit stories None of our stories are shit. No, these are all perfect, but some of them are scarier than others. This story came in on Instagram from someone who writes to us a lot, both on Instagram and Facebook. Mm -hmm. His first name is Mikey. Um, So you might remember him. Yeah. Yeah, He actually just wrote us a very sweet message on Facebook, which a lot of you listeners have. And he, I don't mind saying it because he wrote it on our like public Facebook post, but it was basically saying like, you guys feel like my friends and I love. We are your friends. Yeah. And it's true. We are. And um, he just enjoyed that we talk about, you know, anxiety and depression and all the things that we deal with on the show. And I feel like I love hearing that from our listeners because it just confirms that people do need to be more open about that. And we all, again, as you literally just said, we don't want to feel alone in the world. And Mm -hmm. when we feel like people are on our side and in it with us, it makes us take a little sigh of relief. And it's just good to know people are walking through it with you. I I have noticed because I've I've suffered from anxiety since I was a child. We literally just talked about how you can't surprise me. Yeah. Um. You can't plan anything with less than forty eight hours of advance. But so I've I've suffered from it for as long as I can remember. But I have noticed in the past year, even more so in the past couple months, more mm. and more people with influence have talked about their issues with like yeah. anxiety. It's coming out. Ron Funches was just on, uh, I haven't listened to it yet. I just kind of saw it scrolling through um, Inst- or Twitter. He was just on a podcast talking about his anxiety. And oh, it's wow. just really cool to see people like Ron Funches, who's like a comedian. He's yeah. been on so many things and he does like, like really wild shit. He's a stand up, And it's like, he suffers from anxiety. That makes me feel so much more normal. Right. 
and it should make you feel that way. It should be normalized. So I'm glad that we have been open books about it on here. And we're just so thankful when you guys write in and have those moments too, because we're here to talk to you about it. We're here to walk through it with you. And I'm glad you could find a voice in us. So that's great. So anyway, Mikey has always written us (laughs) these lovely messages. So He wrote in actually two stories. I'm just reading one of them. The first one, just as a little background, he said basically his wife has always kind of had a sensitivity and has seen a shadow man since she was a little girl, which she has since discovered that a lot of people see Mm -hmm. shadow men. And so she's... We'll be talking about that in our sleep episode that we're finally going to do this year. Mikey's going to love our sleep episodes. And he himself has recently um, had sleep paralysis and night terrors, which he's on medication for now, but... They both have had sleep issues, so they're going to really love that episode. But that was kind of what the first story was about, that they've both had experiences before and then separately of each other. And then this one is them together. So um, I can't explain it. And despite my skepticism, this happened to my wife and I. Um, Two and a half years after us being together, we rent a double wide on a three acre lot. Nothing extraordinary about the house. It was put up in the 70s. No Native American burial grounds that we know of, no cemetery nearby, no creeks, no rivers. Basically none of the stereotypical, this is probably why my house is haunted stuff. My wife and I, Stacy is her name, were in the living room reading and our son was playing with some mega blocks in the hallway right in front of his room. Nothing he had was capable of making noises and even if it had been, it wouldn't have been comparable to what we heard. He was starting to play loudly, slamming some blocks, etc. But then I heard a voice. It came from the direction of the hallway where my son was playing. It was very loud, clear, and distinguishable as a voice. Imagine an old hag and what she would probably sound like. No. Like a wicked witch of the West, but not as high-pitched and a little more raspy. I know. Maybe it was you. I know. I was like, do you hear this, Rasp? <laughs> it was me in the hall. Um, the voice said, what, what are, are you doing? doing? Quite aggressively. I stopped reading and was like, what the fuck, dude? Tried to rub it off, but I looked up and my wife was just staring at me. Skeptical me was like, nah, she did not hear that too. Then she asked, did you hear that? So as not to get ahead of myself, I asked what she heard to see if it was in fact the same thing. Sure as shit, she heard it too. So I immediately got up to see if if by some crazy miracle, a mean old lady had managed to break into my house without me noticing. Nope. When I asked my son if someone had been in there with him, he also said no. Yes, my son learned how to speak very well by the age of two, and he understood the question. I checked the windows to see if any were unlocked or open, but they were all secured. I still don't know what the fuck happened, but it definitely happened, and it was definitely creepy. As Lauren would say, ew. (laughs) So I was like, yes, that is completely right. Ew. I hope you enjoyed the story. They most definitely happened. You can use these if you would like. Keep it weird. You guys rock. Oh, we love you, Mikey. Can you imagine an old witch? What are you doing? I can't. What are you doing? I can't. You know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of that scene in Insidious where she's hearing the voice on the Stop. baby monitor. No. Do you know what I'm talking yes. about? Yes. It's and she, one like, of the worst scenes like, the in hall, the whole thing. And she can like hear it. And then yes. she, I don't remember what it says, but it's I don't like, either. it's mine. Yeah. Like, it's like, it's very in a loud, creepy old lady voice. No, thank you. Besides, like, <laughs> besides when the like little red dude appears behind his head, the baby monitor is my least favorite part of yeah. the movie. Scares. Scares. <sighs> Gives me all the... F- <laughs> Bad feelings in the world. Um, Mikey, that's scary. That oop, oop, what? Mikey, that story is terrifying, and I hate it. But thank you for writing it. Thank you for that. Thank you for telling us that horrifying uh, tale. That's so scary. Oh, I hate that. Oh, and when your child's just innocently playing, I know that's the and thing you're like, too, because you're like, oh my god, now I'm afraid for my kid, right. and like, 
He's just like, well, I would ask I my kid hear. every day. I'd be like, did you see anything weird today? Did you see a, a woman by any chance? Anyone uh, in Someone. the house besides me and mommy? Yep. You seeing anything? <laughs> yeah. I would ask every single day. Uh, and then I'm going to ruin my child. Yep. Um, so I know everyone loves Glitch in the Matrix stories, as do I. So I found a really good one for you. Also, a couple of people suggested another Glitch in the Matrix episode for this season. I, I don't believe we have enough to do an entire episode. Yeah, maybe not, because we, we really covered a lot. We had two of them in season one. But I will say that I believe we're going to cover it on our next DJ Jazzy Joe and the Science Bro. Because okay. Joey has actually become super fascinated with the simulation theory and the Mandela effect. So oh, love the I Mandela think effect. he's going to be bringing some very cool theories then. Nice. But Mandela we'll effect will forever blow my mind. I know. it's I can't. Oh, there's a new one. The Fruit of the Loom. Fruit of the Loom. Fruit of the Loom. Oh, gosh. Wait, what are people saying? Well, um, picture the Fruit of the Loom logo. Yeah, what all do the you fruit. see? Uh-huh. A Anything pile else? of fruit. No. I really? just I feel like I was just like grapes. No cornucopia. No, actually. Oh, I shit. just remember fruit. I remember a cornucopia. What? And there's They're not saying one? there's no cornucopia. And there was a fucking cornucopia. <laughs> I remember the cornucopia. I'm actually so sad because I'm usually on your side where I'm like, I know I remember it, but to me I just like in my head I'm imagining like a giant thing of Pile grapes. Of, yeah, fruit. And I remember it yeah, grapes basically. Yeah. And I think there's like an apple. Or right. Some an shit apple in there. was off to the side. Um I don't remember the cornucopia. But I I remember both is the thing. Yeah. Like, I, I, I didn't see the cornucopia, but I could see like what you're imagining fruit. And then the cornucopia, was it like behind yeah, the fruit? Yeah, kind of like curled yeah. around behind the fruit. And like, I remember that so clearly. I remember that being on the logo. And I just assumed it was one of those things where it's like, we ditched it. Like, yeah, we, now changed, we the changed the logo. The logo. It's logo. just fruit. No, they've never had it. And the internet <gasps> is on fire. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Someone is going to burn the city to the ground. Uh, yeah, I, I'm sorry. I don't remember Listeners, the cornucopia. please write in if you remember the cornucopia. I, yeah, you're clearly I feel not insane. alone if it's online. I'm sad that I'm not there with <laughs> you. I'm you're just like grapes. <laughs> grapes and maybe enough. Um. Okay. So, but for now, we're going to settle for this story from Reddit user... Asian DVD seller, love that name. <laughs> well, that name rules. Who chatted with me about this very strange experience they had. Asian DVD seller says, I would always catch the bus at 8.20, but go to the stop 10 minutes before for the same reason as you would. <laughs> Usually, there would be about four or five people at the bus stop, and they would always be there every morning. I live on the outside of a bigger city, so there wouldn't be loads of people in the morning, but you could still tell it was a work day with lots of cars going down the road, pedestrians, etc. Mm -hmm. So this particular morning, I leave the house and I had just been feeling weird. Something was off. I'm walking to the bus stop. It's like a two minute walk and I see no one. Cars are not in the parking spaces except my parents. No cars are going down the road. No children walking to the nearby primary school. No nothing. Okay. It felt very strange. Bizarre. I even Googled the date to see if it was a bank holiday or something. But no. Regular day. So I think, whatever. I'm just going to wait for the bus. At the most, it was usually late about 15 minutes. At that point, I was, it wasn't unheard of that they canceled the service. The bus has a very long line, so it messes up traffic and scheduling. So if it's like going to be 10, 10, 15 minutes or more, they just cancel that bus. Makes sense. Which is really convenient. So I get there at 820. 
but there's no bus at 8.30. There's no bus at 8.35, no bus at 8.40, 8.45. It got to 9 before I thought, fuck this. I'm going to go home and wait for the next one. It's yeah. just like 9.40. Uh, or 9.40 was when the next bus was coming. Okay. I get back home, and mom's home at this point after uh, taking my brother to school. And she goes, what are you doing home? To which I say, I was waiting for the bus, and it just never came. I thought I'd come home while I wait for the next one rather than just sit outside in the cold. She looks at me with a weird face and says, what do you mean? I saw it go past when I walked your brother to school around 35 past, and we didn't see you at the stop. What? I was very confused, thoroughly. Apparently, they walked past my stop, but I saw absolutely no one. The bus shelter even looks onto our house, so there's no way I just didn't see them, didn't notice them. Right. According to her, there were also a lot of other children walking, as usual, and obviously didn't believe me when I said this. Then later on, a girl who goes to my school and used to catch the bus from the same stop also asked me where I was in the morning because she didn't see me get on the bus at my stop. What is going on? So the bus stopped there. Yeah. His parents walked past. Yeah. And it picked up other people. But he wasn't there. He said weird as fuck. Where was he? Where was he? Where did he go? Where? He was in his world, but with nobody else in it. No one was there. But then he did snap back to reality because... Snap back to reality. reality. Oh, there goes gravity. gravity. Mom's spaghetti. Got mom's Mom's spaghetti. Mom's spaghetti. Yep. Um, Um, Yes. Yeah, it's like he walked outside into another dimension and then walked back inside and snapped back into this dimension. We live in a simulation. Everything is a lie. Everything's a lie. I don't believe anything. Like, for example... (gasps) This is how I know everything in the entire world is a fucking lie. I posted this to our uh, Twitter today as one of our like, oh, by the way, guys, we're doing this thing on Twitter. Like a did you know weird fact every single day. It's pretty tight. Yeah. The fact that I use today. Do you know how to pronounce Dr. Seuss's name? Because it's not fucking Dr. Seuss. What? His last name is pronounced Soyce. No, it's not. It's pronounced Soyce. What the hell? And he's just been letting everyone say Seuss? Soysicle the moysicle. <laughs> <laughs> it's not Seuss. I'm not going to see Soysicle the moysicle. <laughs> Wait, what? Yeah. Why has he never corrected anyone? Because the entire world says There was actually like a joke about Seuss. it. Another author kind of made a joy, uh, joy, a joy, a joy about it. <laughs> now he really has this yeah, messed up. Now I'm dying. Uh, it's Soyce. It's Dr. Soyce. What? Yeah. I Go can't. back to bed, everybody. Nope. I don't want to live anymore. <laughs> I don't want to live in this world. <laughs> I can't be in this world. It um, is all a lie. It's all a lie. Everything you've ever known is a lie. Just Asian that DVD now. seller, thank you so much for letting us tell that story. I don't know where you went. I'm glad you're back. I, yeah, with I'm us glad you made it. I'm glad you got to, to see tell your mom. that story. Um, I even I I asked like, d- did your mom ever like? Does she remember this? And he was like, yeah, she remembers, but like still doesn't really believe it. Like she remembers that day. Right. She's probably like, it's like, that yeah, day that you didn't out, get on but... the bus because you're being a weirdo. <laughs> yeah. But no one. No, no idea. Asia DVD seller. I know. Man. Oh, man. I. Where did you go? I don't know. I can't keep asking. I'm going to go crazy. I don't understand. We have to move on. We have to move on. We have two more stories. Yeah. Yes. Great. 
Great. Great. This one comes from listener Ariel or Ariel. I know everyone pronounces it differently, so I'm sorry to offend, but A-R-I-E-L. Maybe that would just be Ariel. Maybe Ariel's when there's like the double L. I don't know. Ariel or mm, Ariel. True. Hi. She actually went to Centralia High School. <gasps> oh. She knows oh, your sister. Oh. It's Ariel. Okay. Mm-hmm. Hey, Ashley Hi. knows you. Um, she sent in several, so I'm going to save some of them for next time, but I will read one of them first. Just last summer, she writes, our friends got married and and had their reception at the Stanley Hotel (gasps) in Estes Park, Colorado, which we are obsessed with. You asked them how much it cost. Yeah. Can you get like, can you get like a price? Because like I tried to look it up and I was like, I don't, I have a million dollars, so I I guess I I won't get married here. (laughs) Go on. So sorry. So, yeah, they had their wedding there and they had the reception there, which is so awesome. And we stayed there with most of their guests. Towards the end of the night, after the reception had ended, me and a few friends of ours were sitting on the stairs talking and hanging out. I noticed this lady pass us walking down the stairs to the lobby in her nightgown, not wearing shoes. I thought, hmm, how odd for this being an upscale hotel walking around in her nightgown and no shoes. Thought maybe she just had to run down to get shampoo, soap, etc. Five minutes or so pass by and I see her again, but walking the other direction in the lobby wing. Another 15 minutes or so pass by and she walks slowly up the stairs, passing us yet again. Each time I saw her, she was walking very slow and had a blank stare as if she was looking right through us, expressionless, not even looking down as she walked up and down the stairs. And I remember being like, hey guys, look at that woman. I have a feeling she's a ghost or something. (laughs) Which I love. Hey guys, check out uh, uh, out this spook. I think that's a ghost. (laughs) (laughs) That's Casper. Oh, it just cracks me up. Um, Because just in general, I got that vibe, of course. The next morning, I'm talking with the bride, and she said, So I found my aunt wandering around outside her room last night. That was weird. Immediately realizing that the woman she was describing, the woman that we saw was who the bride was describing, I immediately dove in for more information. The bride said she thought it was strange too, so she stopped her and asked her questions to make sure she was okay. Like, do you know where you are? What's your name? Do you know who I am? She answered everything normally, but said she felt very confused. She had not been drinking at all. She wasn't shit-faced. She had no history of sleepwalking. What the hell was happening? Oh my God. They just left it at that. Like she was just like, "Yeah, I felt really confused, but I think I'm fine." It's and that like was she it. got possessed by something, right? But I mean, it's just cool that it's in the Stanley Hotel. Yeah. Like she was experiencing. I something thought you were there. gonna be like, they paid an actress <laughs> to slowly <laughs> to walk, walk around with no shoes and a nightgown, like a creep. Which they honestly should, because Absolutely. so many people kidding? go to the t- hotel no for the haunt. To, here's the so. thing: no one's going to the Stanley Hotel not knowing that it's the Overlook from The Shining. One hundred percent. So Just they should hire be hiring some, like, actors, little yeah. kids to I walk around in like overalls and yep, get like a little girl in a dress, paint her real pale. We'll yeah, have her run around the halls. Skipping down the halls. Exactly. So it wasn't a ghosty. Wasn't that like an interesting yeah. twist as well? Because that was the same as you. I'm reading the story like, yes, you're seeing a ghost. Yeah, yes, you're a seeing cool. a ghost Thank woman. You. But it was just like a very Strange. confused aunt. No history of sleepwalking. No history That's of sleepwalking wild. or like any sleep disorder at all. And also like she's not a drinker. That's she sort wasn't of like, drunk. That's like Tyler when we stayed on the Queen Mary. When I was well, yeah, like, he became hey. A demon. Yeah, the next morning I was like, hey, by the way, like, um... Has anyone ever told you you sleep like a fucking psychopath? And right. he was like, what? And I was like, you were wild. 
you yeah. were like he was like rubbing his like chest really like like dramatically and at one point he sat straight up in bed just like nope. sat up and i, I was laying there i was still awake and i was like oh my god i just thought like i've never slept in the same bed as tyler yeah, maybe this is his. so mom. i was like this guy sleeps like a crazy person yeah but literally you know he's obviously been in relationships he's lived with people he's right. slept with in the same bed as many people he's like right. no one's ever said that so it's like what possessed what you on? to sleep this crazy the queen mary the did queen it mary. it's like it the was mary herself. it was mary it's <laughs> <laughs> like the stanley hotel messed uh. with this poor old woman oh by the way did you see dr sleep no oh my god it it's so good, so good. Ashley, it's so good uh, i have to watch it. it i mean obviously it's been on my list for evs i can't believe you didn't tell me you watched it we I'm should have watched so it together no it's fine um i'm excited to watch it though because if you say it's good i'm sure it's it is. so good i'm very excited i do understand why people don't like it though because if yeah you expect get the shining reviews. no you're not going to get different. the shining it's a completely different it's a different story. book yeah yeah it's a completely different story the only i mean there's a lot of shining references in there of and course. like blah 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 but it, it's more about what the shining is Yes. And like the type of people who have the shining and the type of people who want to take the shining. Ooh. So it's very cool. Yeah, it's its whole own story. Whole people, own story. Whole like, own story. Whole is a own weird... story. Uh, so I get it's it why poem. people are like, that That sucked. It's like, I totally understand why you think that sucked. I read the book, though, and yeah. I think it fucking rules. If you go in knowing what it's going to be about, then yeah. yeah, I'm excited about it. Anyways, watch Dr. Sleep, everybody. <laughs> uh, our last story today is... Oh, thank you, Ariel. I think I already said thank you, but thanks yeah, again. Yeah, but if we that didn't, thank you so much. That was awesome. Um, I can't and wait to hear the rest many of your more stories. In the yeah. yeah. Uh, the next story is just spooky as hell. And I loved hearing it because it takes place in our part of town. Not Los Angeles, oh. but Southern Missouri. That oh, area. Oh, yes. That's familiar to both of yeah, us. Yeah, the entire Midwest is just like an enormous cluster of weird shit. It sure is. Concentrated. Um, the storyteller requested to remain anonymous, but also wished for us to give a shout out to the Organization for Missing and Murdered Indigenous Women, which is absolutely no problem for me because I love this organization. A lot of people don't know this, but American Indian women face murder rates that are more than 10 times the national average. Um, there's a lot of reasons for this. Racism, obviously, it's especially dangerous for indigenous women living in border towns. Border towns are the towns that are like the border reservations um, because a lot of times there's there's just race relations that aren't good. Yeah. Another's police brutality. Native people are more likely to be killed by police than any other minority group in the nation, which is yeah. wild. Yeah. When it comes to missing indigenous women, there are still major problems with jurisdictions regarding the reservations and the police forces slash FBI slash emergency services. Pretty much the entire legal system communicating with and cooperating with tribes. Yeah. It's a problem. Mm -hmm. So um, definitely check them out. Head over to www.worldwideweb.csv <laughs> as in Victor, A N as in Nancy, W.org slash donate if you want to donate to the cause or visit the website. CSVANW stands for the Coalition to Stop Violence Against Native Women. Um, so go there to learn more about the cause and find ways that you can help. That's They're a great organization. Cool. What movie was made? It was like with Elizabeth Olsen and Jeremy Renner that was trying to shine light on that. Uh, it all took cold, place. Cold yeah. River. 
river something called? like that. Oh. I think it has the word river in it for sure. River but I runs through it. The movie it was so sad and awful, but also very well done. And I like that at the end they were broadcasting about yeah. maybe that organization or a similar one, but like just giving the numbers mm-hmm. and how nobody is paying enough attention to it. You know my problem with that movie though. Jeremy Renner? No, Jeremy Renner's oh. great. I don't always love him, but he was pretty um, good in that. Elizabeth Olsen plays like a hardened, jaded FBI. Like you don't former think that's FBI her character? <laughs> no, I... It was like, you're 23. You're already a jaded former FBI I had FBI an issue with that too. <laughs> I literally turned to Alex and was like, how old are how they old trying to make to her? Yeah, I was like, it wasn't fitting in at all. I do... <laughs> That is a really it's just good point. one of those things in movies where it's like you can you can cast a woman who's the actual age. Exactly, she was. No way one's too gonna young. be no bothered one is believing that she was that age. No, that but is yeah. She was like, oh, the force got me. And it's like got you. You're out. You're of, five. You just got out of the academy. You just graduated high school. I thought. Anyways, anonymous writes. You know, I never believed in ghosts. Not really. I mean, sure, I was open to it, but I'm kind of the guy who likes proof. I always annoyed my teachers and parents to death by always asking, but why? I wanted a good, solid reason to believe something. But then I moved to southeast Missouri (laughs) (laughs) and I saw some shit. Oh, God. Two experiences stand out. The first was my roommate having scratches in groups of three appear all over her when there was no one upstairs but her and I, and neither of our hands were anywhere near her back where they were appearing. Nope. That's a problem. The house was definitely an unsettling place to live, and turns out the original owner, a sick fuck who molested a female relative, niece or daughter, the records were unclear, this owner, this sick man, was buried in the basement. Come on. Yeah. He kept the girl in a closet and was very territorial of the house. I don't know how to explain it. Um, That house has not had a steady occupant in a long time, though, and the owner has a great difficulty renting it despite a cheap price and a great location. It gives off such an unsettling vibe. It always feels like you're being watched. A lot of weird shit went down there. But that's the worst experience I had, the scratching on yeah. my roommate's back, which especially Rough. if the the former owner was a pedophile. It, his roommate was a girl, right? Is that what they said? Yeah, all over her. Yeah. All so over her back. that's just Yeah, then that makes scary. sense. Yeah. Oh, and I'm sure it just feels like so also negative violated. there and like everything just would feel yeah. so like there. The other experience was um, this blind curve on a back road going to my mother-in-law's house. Late night, tons of fog, deer, and stupid drivers are very common, so I'm going pretty slow. All of a sudden, off to my right, there's a swinging yellowish light. About the right height off the ground for someone to be standing there holding it. Problem is, no one was there. I pulled up level with it, and in an instant, it was gone. Nothing to reflect my lights was there, nothing to mimic the movement. I even got out, I searched, nothing. I went back up the road a bit and drove down again to see if I can recreate what I saw. Nothing. Turns out, after a bit of research, two sisters died there. Uh, A rather well-to-do family owned the land in the area in the boonies. Big estate, lots of acreage, nothing else around at the time. They took the curve too hard one night and their carriage... Um, overturned. It crashed. One sister died on impact. 
The others survived long enough to walk up and down the road waving a lantern for anyone to see to help. They found her footprints all over in the morning and her clutching the lantern, but she was dead too. Locals have been known to see her lantern, but not her, just the light going back and forth, back and forth. Sent chills down my spine when I heard that. Boof. That is Boof. real spooky. That is a lot. And actually, when you were telling your story about the car, seeing the car yeah, overturn, that I, was I immediately say, was like, oh, really like wait, I have a car yeah. and a curve and there's a lot happening there. But yeah, yeah, seeing that, that's honestly like if it wasn't like a real thing, if it it reminds me of something that you'd see in the Haunted Mansion ride. Yes. Like once 100%. you hit the cemetery, just like mm-hmm. a lantern a swinging, swinging back lantern. and forth. That should yeah. be on the ride. It should. I'm going to write him a letter. <laughs> You're at Disneyland know. like once a month. I Tell know. I'll, I'll let him know as I'm writing it. I'll just shout it out. to somebody. You should but have a lantern. That is very spooky. It's extremely spooky. Um, actually, before we wrap it up, um, I did want to talk, and we'll talk about this again, because I again, this season, I swear to you, I swear we're going to do a Demons episode. It's uh, long overdue. But when we do the Demons episode, I will get more into this, but Greg and Dana Newkirk mm-hmm. of Hellier yes. uh, and Love Planet Hellier. Weird posted something that I thought was interesting recently. They were kind of criticizing the fad going on today, especially with like ghost hunter TV shows and stuff of how everything's a demon. Every single thing's a demon. There's demons everywhere. You know, it's all demonic, blah, 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 blah. And Greg actually, I think is the one who said like, I don't even believe in demons, like demonic hauntings. Yeah. He was like, if you're getting physically touched or things are getting moved, think of it as like a toddler right. or or someone with um someone maybe with like autism. It's a fit that's being thrown. Yeah. And maybe they're just maybe they're tr- desperately trying to get your attention. Right. Maybe they are just angry mm-hmm. because they don't understand. They're confused. Mm hmm. But like to label everything as demonic, yeah. Like unless someone's fair. like levitating and their eyes roll back in their head and they're sc- yeah, speaking like what Latin, is making them think it's demonic. They just, just pull that scarier. out of nowhere. Yeah, but I hate that that it's ghost. just a grab for ratings on TV yeah. to just say it was a demon possession. I mean, no. I won't name the show. Yeah, but we but <laughs> behind closed doors, behind we talk closed about doors, that. we talk about it, yeah. and every single place crappy. they go, it's like this is a demon present. Like, really? It's are like, you sure? How many, how many demons are there right now? I, I feel like you know a lot of the demons, world. and that's not normal. <laughs> maybe, maybe it's you, yeah. not them. It's you. I think this is on you guys. This is a good one to read on this episode because it comes back to a car again. <gasps> The theme of this episode is cars. (laughs) We always accidentally make a theme. Like we end up reading similar things. Okay. Beep, beep. So this is from listener Madison. Hi, Madison. Mm -hmm. Oh, I was like waiting for Ashley to say hi. She just took a drink. I just took a very large swig of beer. Hi, Madison. Thank you. Hey, Madison. She also wrote in several and I'm just reading one of them today. Um, She says, when I first started dating my husband, he had a pretty rad 74 Mercedes and he let me, I know, I was like, I don't know cars, but I know that's a cool one. I know that that has to be cool. And he let me drive it for a time while he was working on some issues on my car. And I only mentioned the car because it's going to fit into one of my theories later. Pretty soon after I started driving it and about two months into us dating, I started being visited by a woman in a white dress. It was almost hippie looking, flowy looking with dark brown hair and a beautiful face. She would show up in the window in his kitchen and would even grab my hand at night when I slept. No big deal. 
One night when we were sleeping, she grabbed my arm so hard I had a shoulder injury for two weeks during Valentine's Day craziness at the flower shop. She's a florist, so it was not a good time to have a shoulder injury. I had to wear a sling and it totally hindered my work. I thought maybe she was haunting the house at first and just really didn't like me. I asked my husband about her and he said he's never seen anything like what I was describing. He also doesn't really like the paranormal or anything and even hates when I talk about it because he thinks the more you talk about it, the more it will attract to you. But he did tell me his last real love had committed suicide while he was planning her birthday party. They weren't together at the time, but he was hoping to throw this great party for her. Maybe she would come back to him after she had left him. So, since this was a sensitive topic, I tried not to talk about her or the woman that kept appearing to me, but I felt like she had something to do with him or his house. Then, I was out on a run where I lived at the time, which was about an hour away on the other end of the county, and I saw her again standing by the edge of the lake. I stopped running and just looked at her, about 100 feet away from me. She looked back at me and then vanished. After that, I still saw her places, still mostly at his house, and it was always just little glimpses. My husband finished the work on my car, but I still love driving the Mercedes, so he let me drive it until he sold it. Around the time he placed the car on Craigslist, we also were attending church for the first time, which is another theory I have. He found a buyer soon, and once he sold it, I saw the woman only one more time in the window, and then I never saw her again. The sightings lasted about a month total. So my three theories are, the ex-girlfriend showed up because at first she didn't like me, but then realized that I was good for him and she moved on. Second, maybe the previous owner of the Mercedes was killed and she wanted to warn me about the car or try to tell me what had happened to her. And third and last, maybe there was some connection to this woman in the house and she latched onto me and maybe when we became Christians, it made her run for the hills (laughs) because it was the time we started going to church. What are your guys' ideas? I would say the girlfriend can be solved very easily. Just photo. Yeah. Get a pic. That's a really good point that I did not even think of. I was like, how could it be solved, Ashley? Yeah, see what she looks um, like. And does she, she match like? that like hippie flowing, dark brown hair? Yeah, and, and it is a sensitive topic, but like, listen. Like, can I see a photo, can please? Can I talk like, to you about this? Yeah, what was her name? See? Like, Just get to, yeah, I don't think, I do understand trying to be sensitive to your husband, but at the same time, like, just to see a photo is not the end of the world and you did have these experiences that were very real to you and it would be kind of cool to know what was going on I think that the car theory is pretty strong the car is my favorite theory it's just pretty wild that like in the time she was driving it was when she was seeing the woman and basically the second it was sold she was gone and it might not even be something like she was trying to warn her as much as like she was just attached to the car that's what I think too because she seems kind of peaceful she was just hanging out I mean I know she hurt her arm but like I said like if it was a you think about it like a child right and look at me yeah look at me like sometimes kids hurt right you'll know very soon when Wilder starts slapping you in the face it's it's coming real soon (laughs) yeah I guess I did forget about the injury but I don't it didn't seem malicious at the Mm -hmm. same time because every other time she appeared she was just kind of staring yeah yeah. Um, I think that's probably the strongest. Unless you see a picture of the ex girlfriend, you're like, Oh, that's a that's oh. a doppelganger. Oh, Holy wait a shit. second. That's her. I yeah, don't it think it be. has anything to do with being Christians because I don't Me think either. any I don't think that that has anything to do with um paranormal activity. I don't either. And we we talk about that on here all the time. And she actually even said that at the beginning of her email. She was like, I call myself a Christian, but at the same time I hate that title for the same reasons that Lauren has expressed on the show. And I was like, Yeah, I get it, girl. You believe in God, but you don't 
like all the associations that come with Christianity. But I believe in God and I also believe in the paranormal. And it sounds like she does too. So I agree. I think the going to church was just a coincidence like that she vanished at the same time. I think it's more likely it was the Mercedes. (laughs) The Mercedes. That 70 foam Mercedes. (laughs) Um, thank you so much for sending that story in. I please keep us updated if you find a picture of the ex-girlfriend to see if it matches the description. Yes, please. Uh, we would like to know. In the meantime, that's all the time we have this week for Keep It Weird. Thank you so much for listening to our show. We're so happy to be back for our fourth season, which season is just four. wild. Um, this is, is like wild. episode 123 or some crazy shit. We like never that. had our 100th we did not. episode We missed party. it. What? Okay, so we, we do 150. We were going to have like a party. We were going to have like a full like party for 100 episodes. Yes. We didn't do it. We didn't even announce it. It just happened. It just happened and it passed us by. But also, as we've said a million times, our year of season three was a weird year. True. Because Babies. child and just like life being all over the place. Yeah. So it was a weird year. Maybe we can have a 150th party. Absolutely. I still want to have our zombie prom. Me too. My mind is blown all the time (laughs) (laughs) knowing that we are going on year four and you guys are still with us. It was the longest pause of all time. I was like, what is she going to say next? Uh, You guys rule. I can't tell you how much we value you, our listeners. You're true blue. We love hearing from you. As we said, we love making this show for you. We just love you. Okay. Next week, we've got a very special returning guest. You haven't heard from her since season one, but she's back, and we're so excited. Maria Lakioma from Glitch in the Maria is coming Ooh. on the show, and we're going to be discussing disasters, oh, yes. natural disasters, man-made disasters, how they happened, the aftermath of them, and even how the world changed because of them. Please follow us on social media at Keep It Weirdcast across all platforms, especially Twitter. We need some help there. I've had it for 10 years. I still do not. I don't get understand. It. It. I don't understand Twitter. I'm trying, I'm trying so I hard. Know. I post everything. I love the I weird post things facts, every though. day, but fuck. I need to send you some more. <laughs> I have so found some follow fun us ones. on Twitter. Like, get a tw- if you don't have a Twitter, get one. Like, yeah. they're free. <laughs> Check out our Patreon at www.patreon.com slash keepitweirdpodcast where you can donate to the show and get really cool extras like discounts on merchandise, full-length bonus episodes, and monthly newsletters full of upcoming horror and TV shows, strange things happening in the news, and real-life spooky stories like the ones you heard on today's episode. You can also hit up our Etsy store at www.etsy.com slash shop slash keep it weird podcast to grab yourself a t-shirt tote bag button tank top hoodie or even a patch and keep an eye out we've got new merch coming at you in the next few months so look forward to that i know we are our sign off today is beep 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 toot 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 beep beep (laughs) toot toot what's that song i forget that's all I know of it. That's is it. beep beep toot toot. Beep beep. I just thought since there were so many cars toot, toot. and yeah. curves in the road. And that's the only uh, car <laughs> reference we could come beep, up with beep, is beep beep. Toot, toot. <laughs> <laughs> Baby, won't you drive my car? That's a song. <laughs> that's a good one. Yeah. There you go. That's all I know of that that's song too. Same. What songs are about car cars? Uh, beep beep weirdos. Like it. Beep beep Richie. That's oh the yeah! Name of the there we go. We did it. Beep, See, beep. here's the thing. Beep beep weirdos. Keep, Keep it, it weird. weird.
Didn't you say you had six? I could have swore that was six five. stories. Hold on. One, or did I read too many? Two, three, four, five. Okay. <laughs> Fine. Oh, I um, love it. Yeah, I do have one. Please more. tell me <laughs> the story. Um, um, hold on, let me find. We're it. back, guys. I have to scroll. <laughs> hey, we're back. 